Welcome to the Simply Cosmopolitan podcast. We're your hosts, Ingrid and Isabella, and we're here to talk all things sisterhood, studying, self-care, and style. So grab your favorite coffee order and let's get into it. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another Simply Cosmopolitan episode. I am so in shock that it is already the end of August and school for the majority of U.S. students is back and it's crazy. Summer went by so fast. It's gone. So crazy that summer is over. I'm excited to get back into a routine. I love a routine. And so I think I like naturally crave a routine. So I think I'm just like using that as my motivation to just like get back into the study mode. Yeah, I think that's really good. I think for me, it's a little odd because I think I've mentioned this before on the podcast that Oxford doesn't start till October and I don't move to Oxford until the end of September. So it's a little bit like of awkward, weird time for me because like everyone's going back to school uh, and I'm not (laughs) for the first, (laughs) like for the first time or not for the first time, but just, yeah, like usually would always go back to school in August. So it feels a little interesting, but also like it feels good at the same time because I'm like, yeah, I'm like that part of my life is not done, but like I completed undergrad, I completed high school, I'm I'm on my way to my master's. So that feels really interesting. And it was really weird because yesterday I went back to UT, the University of Texas campus, because I am now on the alumni board of the Kendra Scott Women's Entrepreneurial Leadership Institute. And that was such a fun meeting that we had just to go over all the different events that we have planned for this upcoming year for both students and alumni. So I'm super excited about everything to come. But it was also so cool to be back on campus, but not as a student and just kind of like seeing like the vibe and everyone I think is really excited. And I feel like you can really see it, especially from the faculty members. Everyone's just like excited to have the students back and like what you said to get back in that routine. And so I'm excited that it's like that back to school season Mm because also motivates me to get back in routine as well. And so that's what Isabella and I are kind of going to be sharing today is all of our like favorite back to school tips and how to really make sure that you have the best setup for success for this academic year. Yes, so this is a podcast episode all about our study tips and tricks that we've integrated in past semesters, like Ingrid said. Let's just say Ingrid graduated top of her class, Phi Beta Kappa, which is the nation's highest academic honorary society that you have to be invited to. So let's just say Ingrid knows a thing or two about school success and just setting yourself up for success. And so we want this episode to be applicable tips that you can apply now and apply throughout the semester for, like I said, doing great in school and reaching your academic goals. Mm -hmm. But before we get into it, I want to make sure that I remind everyone that if you are loving our podcast, thank you so much. And we want to remind you to make sure that you rate our podcast and subscribe to our podcast. So you can do that both 
on Spotify, on Apple Podcast, or wherever, whatever platform you are streaming our podcast from. It really means a lot to us. And it's so fun to read the reviews and to get the ratings. And then subscribing just means that you are going to be updated, automatically updated whenever we release a new Simply Cosmopolitan episode. And we have a lot more episodes planned in the future that are going to be so much fun. So it's just an easy way that you'll always be up to date on the latest episode. It's actually so fun because at the alumni board meeting, I was talking with a couple of my friends and they were all saying that they are obsessed with our podcast. So it was so great to hear their feedback and they gave me such wonderful ideas. So we have a lot more episodes in store that are going to be so fun. We'll be doing some more interviews. We also have a lot of people that want to come on and share different things. So it's just going to be a fun community experience going forward. Absolutely. Okay, so let's jump in to our tips. Okay, so first is find a good planning system. I know you probably hear this all the time, but really figure out how you want to plan your semester. Something I just did before recording this is I went through my my class syllabi that have already been released. Not all the classes, like the class canvas pages have been updated. For the ones that already posted the syllabi, I went through all of those and added all the exams and assignments to my Google Calendar. I personally love using Google Calendar for planning, like as a source of a planner. I add, like I said, major exams and assignments. And then I also already went through and added my class schedule. You can just add it once and then pick what days and when you want to end it for your semester. And I find that really helpful because I can look at my phone calendar and just already know my schedule for the day. Yes, I also agree. Google Calendar is so important. And I think one thing for me that I had done every single year of undergrad is I would also put in there the room location and the building because mm-hmm. yes, I went to UT for four years. But let's just say I would always get a little bit lost or sometimes the hallways look so, so similar to one another that you get confused. And especially when you're a little bit nervous for your first week of classes, or maybe you're running a little bit late. I just like to always make sure I have the room number in there. So I make sure that I'm going to the right room. I think it's always been my number one nightmare that I walk in to the wrong class and like the class has already started. That helps to make sure that's not going to happen. I did that with my Google Calendar when I did it a few days ago for the classes because I realized that one of my classes this semester, I think, no, just just one of them is a building that I've never been in. Oh, <laughs> you goodness. Know? So even yeah. though like I've been here for two years, there's still buildings that I like don't know the layout of. So totally agree adding them. Another thing in the planning system is we also both use a physical planner. We yes have tried so many different planner brands but my last year's planner that I really liked was from Papier 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 I don't know something like that like P-A-P-I-E-R yes so I got this planner last year it's the academic planner and I liked it because it was it's a hardback they have really cute covers the layout is vertical layout for the week and it's like academic focus so there's like a place to put assignments although I don't always use that but I liked how it was a good it was a small size and 
like like I just said, we tried so many different brands and we've had some we've tried Aaron Condred, we've tried like blueberry blackberry. I don't know what this was. We've tried so many. So and many. I and sometimes it. I feel like I get a little swayed where I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is this planner is really trendy. Like I really want to get it, or it's like really aesthetically pleasing, like the cover of it. And you know, I like all that stuff. But the layout is not what I like. And mm-hmm. I really realized that vertical layouts that you see the week in like a bird's eye view. So the days are like kind of like next to each other is so important for me and just makes it easier in my brain to kind of like plan out. Mm-hmm. And so Isabella was the one that found the papier and yes. we love it. And also I wanted to share, I think right now they either have 20 or 25% off for students and graduates or graduate students or graduates, I don't know, something like that, you go onto papier.com and you scroll to the bottom and I think it says like student discount or something. And it's either through student beans or through uni days. I'm pretty sure maybe hopefully people have heard of those. You like sign up through your um, educational email. So like your .edu email and it does like a little verification or whatever. And then you get like 20% off. And it's not just at Papier. It's like at other places as well, mm-hmm. which I think is really helpful and just like kind of awesome because I love perks. <laughs> yeah. So if you're going to be a student, you might as well get all the perks. <laughs> yes. But, exploit it. <laughs> yes. Well, okay. For me, for planners, what I have realized over the years of trying different planners that I need and what I don't want. So what I don't want is a spiral bound planner. And the reason why is because in my backpack, spiral bound planners, the spiral would always come undone. And these weren't like cheap spiral bounds. They were from like Erin Condred. Even the Erin Condred spiral bound planner, the spiral would like, you know, you know, your backpack, it's moving. There's a bunch of stuff in there. The spirals would always come undone. So that's a no for me. Something else is I can no longer do a big planner. That's why I like the size of the papier planner that we bought because Mm -hmm. And it's really big. Okay, that's great. But then it just like adds weight to my backpack or from using a tote. It's just too big. I like having a small one that you know you can bring. It fits everywhere. So then you're going to use it more, you know? And especially because I've been relying a lot lately on Google Calendar, my physical planner is just like an extra place to write it down. So it's not like I'm relying heavily on it, but I still like it. So just the smaller planner allows me to bring it more and just is a lot more versatile. Oh, another one that is a no for me is an undated planner. Oh, because yeah. We tried. It, it, it adds so much extra work on your end. Why did we do that? Like, it was a few years ago. I know. It just adds so much extra. Do not do it. Seriously. It's just, you will end up not using it. So, adds extra work. No. So, those are the no's. <laughs> yeah, no. Stay clear. Don't do that. <laughs> yes. Something else I would like to add in with regards to planning and just planning ahead is also to make sure to schedule in your workout. So we talked already about adding your class schedule to your Google Calendar, having your physical planner to kind of write down all your different assignments, what you need to do for the next day, right, is also into schedule in your workouts. And so I like to put that in ahead of time. Also, when you reserve the class in advance, yes, you have to put down the money, right? Because if you cancel it, they usually have a cancellation policy. If you cancel it within a certain days, you won't be able to get your money back. I feel like at the same time, that's really good motivation to make sure that you are going to be accountable and go to your class. So it's a little bit of an incentive as well to make sure you get your little workout in. 
No, I agree. On that note, I think also scheduling in, like, when you're hanging out with different people and, like, spending time with a friend, just, like, I know it can seem a little un, like, makes it maybe less fun, less spontaneous, but I think if you know already when, say, you're going to meet up for lunch on a weekly basis with a friend or just different things like that, it just allows you to already know when that's going to happen so you don't have to worry about seeing them and making sure that you have, you keep the friendship, but also just like planning around like classes and studying and all of that. So I think that's a great option to do. Okay, I think we're ready to get into tip number two. So our tip number two is to romanticize the study aesthetic. So I feel like we kind of touched on this in our most recent episode with Nicola Lobo from Romantic Roses. We kind of talked everything about romanticizing your best life and kind of just really living in that study aesthetic. And I think that's really true. And I love to kind of incorporate that, especially going back to school with the fall vibes. I feel like I'm going to go back into like my Rory Gilmore era, really just embracing studying with the cup of coffee, a cute little outfit, listening to good music, really, you know, just like listening to jazz while I'm studying. I don't know. That's how I kind of envision myself. And I feel like it's very motivating and it kind of makes it more fun. Yeah, it makes it a little bit more more fun. Like you put, kind of put an idealistic spin to it. I also think that whether it's getting some new back to school clothes or a new favorite sweatshirt or some good school supplies that you really, really love, it can help romanticize the study aesthetic as well. Me and Ingrid got some little pencil bags from Harrods in London. So cute. I'm so glad we got that too. It was like a good souvenir. I feel like when we were younger, we would maybe go for like the teddy bear or for like, I don't know, like random things. But I feel like getting things as souvenirs that are actually useful that you can use later are so, so helpful and also so much fun. It romanticizes it. Romanticizing your study aesthetic also involves incorporating where you are going to be studying. Right. And so one thing in particular for me is that I loved to study in between classes. So let's say I had a class at 11 a.m. to 1230. And then I had another class in the later afternoon, like 330 to 430 to five. I don't know, say something like that. Sometimes I wouldn't really want to leave campus and like go back home. I would want to stay on campus and study just to make it more convenient and to really optimize my study time. So in those cases, I would try to go to an area that I loved to study in, something that was a little bit inspiring. Something for me, at least on the University of Texas campus, is the PCL library. Those UT girlies know what the PCL is. That library was not my vibe. The lights were kind of dingy. It was kind of, there's a lot of like, I think book stacks, but like the traditional, like the old like foldable collapsible things Mm -hmm. shelves it was just not conducive so my favorite places to study for the UT girlies and I am not gatekeeping because this was my literal favorite place all my friends know is I would go and study at the Jackson Geoscience building their student lounge let me just say that area is the perfect place to study it feels like you're studying in a coffee shop there's a lucky lab right there it's the best place and it's the best kept secret on UT campus. So just want to share that with my UT girlies. Go study there. You'll thank me later. Best place ever. 
something else since we're talking about romanticizing the study aesthetic I have recently been loving going on Instagram or TikTok, whatever social media site is, and seeing those like different reels or mood boards just of like the study vibes. Like I screenshotted one earlier now I'm looking at it right now, just like has like the library, the glasses, the coffee, the the sweatshirt, the do, n- do not disturb sign. I just, I love that. Ooh, okay, and I feel something like, else. Yeah. Something else, like what you just said, like seeing the photos of the library, whatever. This is your sign to no longer be afraid of or embarrassed of taking the photo in the library of your study setup, of the aesthetic moment. Why are we being afraid to take these photos? No, I think I really learned that this summer when I was just taking a photo of everything because I wanted to keep the memories and I'm going to bring that into this school year. If I am drinking my coffee in the library with an aesthetic vibe, I'm going to pull out my phone, put the the photo layout on 16 by 9, and I'm going to take the photo. So what if the person next to me is like looking at me like, what am I doing? No, I'm just taking a photo of my little study setup. Like, this is the permission you need. Don't be afraid to take the photo anymore. I totally agree. And I think something that I have been loving to do is to take like a video of myself studying. Like I've seen all these really cute study girlies on Instagram and TikTok creating these super cute reels videos and so i started creating some of those too i think if you go back to our simply cosmopolitan instagram page trying to remember when i posted this i was looking on here it's one of our previous ones i think it was like in january or february something like that and i just put like study with me it's just a super fast time lapse of me studying and honestly looking back at it it's like really motivating and it just made me feel accomplished and second thing because my phone was recording and I didn't want it to like interfere with the recording, my phone, I couldn't get on my phone. It was kind of like a good thing, like a way that I don't have to get on my phone. So two in one. Okay. Also, I'm here to represent my academic girlies. Like if you want to put a photo of you studying on your Instagram story, by all means do so. Like you're an academic girlie, like take pride in that. I'm just sorry. I'm just like really living my academic life. You're going to be seeing a lot of Oxford libraries on my story. Okay. Well, on the topic of study spaces, our next tip is to clean and organize your study space. So whether it's in your dorm, college apartment, wherever you're living in college, just do a quick organization, little organizational session before school starts to prep for the semester. If you're super easy cleaning, then just like do a deep clean. If you're like, you know, I'm kind of feeling lazy, but just do a quick organization little session. This morning, I went through my bookshelves and I just cleaned the space. I went, I had some notes and binders from last semester and past semesters. I went through them, saved what I wanted to save and got rid of the notes that I no longer needed or that I had already on my computer. And if you already have a copy on your computer, then realistically, you most likely don't need to save it unless like you re- you know 100% you want to save it. So then get rid of it because then that paper just going to sit on your desk for even more time. And then also virtually organize your Google Drive. This is a huge so help important. for me. I've done this, I feel like since middle school, kind of micromanage my Google Drive. So I have like folders and folders and folders and folders. So I have every semester in a different folder and then a different folder for every class. It just can make life go smoother and just you're not losing any documents within the Google Drive. Because I feel like 
that's actually not talked about enough. You know, people are always like, organize your study, your desk, blah, blah, blah. But I really agree with the Google Drive and just organizing your computer just in general. I recently just earlier this week, I got a new MacBook Pro and I had to like transfer all of my stuff from my old MacBook Pro to my new one. And oh my gosh, that took such a long time because let's just say my old laptop was completely like messy, just like with the files. I wasn't that diligent with organizing all my files, especially with screenshots. And I'm a big screenshot girly. That's what I realized whenever there was like a problem that I wanted like to go over again or like an email, I guess I just like screenshot things and I think it's going to like, I don't know, like it's going to stay in my head or something, (laughs) but obviously my head is not the computer. So I need to be a little bit more mindful with things that I screenshot just so it doesn't clog up my computer, but also just organizing and immediately when I screenshot something to put it into a folder. That's just my personal thing that I need to work on. So thank you for saying that. And I think, oh, also something else on the topic of cleaning. So we talked about cleaning your study space, but I think just as important, and my, if you know, you know, is to clean your backpack or your purse yes. or tote. Let's just say that I would be shocked sometimes of what I would find in my backpack. <laughs> like I would find crinkled papers at the very bottom. One time I found like a banana peel or like tissues or things like that. So I feel like you kind of need to do a cleaning Okay, I feel like you kind of need to do a cleaning of your backpack. And I think that should be not just once a year. That should be like once a month, at least. Yeah. Throw some Lysol in there. Get all the germs out. Kind of air it out. Make it good smell. Idea. Maybe put a little bit of perfume in there so it smells good when you open it up. Um, yeah, just some extra tips in there. That's a good idea. Okay. The next tip, it's kind of like a reminder that I just kind of thought of right now, and just a good reminder to have, is that more study time does not necessarily equal better studying or better grades. I think I have to constantly remind myself this, because when I'm studying for an exam, I am like, I have to go straight to the library and spend X amount of hours there, and I have to, I don't even have time to go get a meal I just have to bring it with me and just eat the snack that I have in the library and it's like well is that really gonna make me my most productive in my like in the best zone to study or is it better to x out this amount of time then take a break then I can go get a good meal and really debrief get my head no longer focused in the study zone and then go back later so I think it's just something that we all have to remind ourselves And it's not to say that, you know, only don't study for that long, but just a reminder to schedule your study blocks and make them very productive and then schedule in a productive study break. Yes. And I think also to that note, especially now that I've graduated undergrad, Mm -hmm. I wanted to quickly talk on the fact of kind of getting like nervous before your exam. I, I can especially remember like, Sometimes I like have pages and pages of like my review guide that I would make myself and I would want to at least review the whole packet maybe like three or four times. And I remember I would get super, super nervous, be like, oh my gosh, like how am I going to be able to know all this material? And I would like start to doubt myself. And it's so easy to doubt yourself, especially when you're nervous and things like that. But in retrospect, I can 
tell you all that don't get super hung up over it. Just in your head, know that, hey, you need to do this. It's going to be done. It's not a question of if you're going to know the material. Just put it in your head that you are going to know the material. You're going to know it to the best of your capability. And I think also to the note of having a better relationship with cramming and you don't want to cram, right, is to start studying ahead of time. And that was something I really, really mastered when I was an undergrad, especially my junior year and especially into my senior year. I felt like I had really good habits. I would force myself to start studying at least a week in advance. It kind of depended class by class. But even if I was like dreading to study, I'd be like, nope, I have to at least start on XYZ. And what I would do every day leading up to the exam, I would set a schedule for myself, right? A to-do list. Then I would also make on the side, like the bare minimum requirements that I have to do for myself. So I know that if I get lazy, you know, everyone gets a whiff of laziness during their day. I had to do, you know, like these three points and then it would make me feel like, okay, that's okay. If I only do those three things, that's okay. And then being content with it, going to bed early, going to bed early is so important. You need your sleep. You need your sleep. I'm, I know I'm repeating this, but it's so important. Do mm-hmm. not pull an all-nighter. And I can honestly say, guys, seriously, I never pulled an all-nighter at ET. No. If I can do it, you can do it too. Just plan ahead of time. And you don't need to pull an all-nighter. Sleep is so important. Yeah. Well, on the topic of cramming, I think two things I learned this past year, specifically in organic chemistry, that really helped me not cram. Okay. The first thing was that, like, your studying doesn't have to be perfect. In the first semester of organic chemistry, I felt, like, so nervous about the exam that I really couldn't study until, like, I got late at night. And then I was like, oh, my gosh, I had all this stuff to do that I should have done this whole day. But instead, now I'm just doing it at night. And so I think once I kind of removed the pressure of like having like the quote unquote, like perfect studying and just starting something, maybe it's whatever I find easiest, honestly, just mm-hmm. reviewing that, but just starting somewhere, it doesn't have to be perfect. doesn't have to be all encompassing. Just start on a small topic that you know, you can manage in that amount of time. That helped me so much because then you're like, okay, I got that amount. Now I can do this. Now I can do that. Instead of just taking it all on at one time. Exactly. The second thing that helped me with avoiding cramming and planning ahead of time is like the week before an exam I would go in my notes app on my computer and write down see the exam was I think most of my exams were on Monday so I would go back in time so say it was the Monday before the next week's exam I would write down Monday Tuesday Wednesday Thursday Friday Saturday Sunday Monday on my notes calendar and I would start backwards starting on the day of the exam or the day before and write down what I would want to do that day. So I would say, okay, take a practice exam. So then on Saturday, I would want to review the note, review chapter three notes. And then the day the day before, I would do chapter two notes. So basically, I would work backwards to make sure that I would get everything I wanted to do without cramming too much the days before. And that really helped me just plan everything out for that week. 
So I really recommend working backwards on your study schedule. Mm -hmm. I think also something on that note as well, especially for, no, this is for anyone. This is really for anyone, anyone that's still a student is if you have a question, don't be shy. Don't be shy to reach out to your TAs or your professors, but do so early. It's so much better to ask them ahead of time rather than two days before the exam for multiple reasons. One is that there's going to be a lot of people probably that are going to be asking the professor or the TAs questions before the exam. So in my experience, what I've seen is that sometimes they get bombarded so much that they might miss your question or they might not answer the question as thoroughly as you needed to actually understand, right? So ask them earlier helps you get less anxious and it makes sure, it helps you make sure that you actually understand the material confidently before you get to the exam. So I think that's really important and I really, I feel like I mastered that by the end of uh, my undergraduate career. And I just love to make sure I give that advice out. And then the other thing I wanted to also say in here as well is the fact that I think a new feature that a lot of classes, I'm not going to say all of my classes were like this at all. I would have to say maybe like 50% of my classes, it was kind of up to the professors. But a lot of my professors had uh, would record their lecture. And I found that recordings of the lecture to be so helpful, especially when reviewing for the exam. And oftentimes I would look at the, or I would, I would listen to the recording of the lectures at least a week in advance to my exam. And maybe I would put out like 1.5 speed, but just so I would make sure that I really understood all the different connections that my professor was making in class. Something else is that especially with your like science classes, not really necessarily with organic chemistry or gen chem, but more just like with your psychology classes, your biology classes, um, English classes, et cetera. It's not just memorizing the material. That's very basic. That's very elementary. That's usually freshman first semester, not even. The professors start to really ramp up the material and you need to make sure that you're able to connect the dots A to G, G to T, and everything in between. So you want to make sure that you have that foundation. The foundation is maybe the memorization, knowing you know, what the mitochondria does, but also knowing all the different components and how that might relate to another function of the cellular, of the cellular components, something like that, for example. I just think that's something that's really important. Okay, something else that I feel like is a really great tip to do is in the first week of your classes, do two things. One, make it a goal to contribute at least once in every class. Obviously, there's some like larger lectures, like general lectures that like have like 500 people that may be like, it's not based off contributing. But if you have discussion for that class, then make it a goal to contribute in that class. And just in every class, 
try to do it just make it a goal at least once in the first week everyone's gonna be super nervous so really you don't need to worry because everyone's nervous about themselves so they're really not gonna be thinking of you and I feel like that's a good way for the professor to get to know you the TA to get to know you and just get yourself acquainted and just already just doing doing great in that class something else that's really important is to meet at least one person in all of your classes try to meet someone the reason why is one because maybe you're a new friend whatever two exchange phone numbers and it's so helpful to have a class study partner or just someone to ask class questions to whether you're sick one day and need notes from someone or wasn't sure what the professor said about the upcoming test it is so important to know someone in your classes to ask those questions too so oh, it's so important to do that. Yeah. And like what Isabella said, you don't need to study with them, right? But it's just to have someone that you can be like, you know, it's like midnight or hopefully you're going to bed before midnight. Okay. Let's say it's, say it's 1030, right? And you are like 85% sure that something is due tomorrow at noon. You can always text that person and hearing it from someone else is really helpful. And you can remember something, right? So especially for deadlines and things like that. So no, it's just so helpful. Yeah. Our next thing is kind of on the topic, like what we've said before about romanticization or romanticizing, but romanticize your campus and go in between classes. So something that we love to do is pack your sunglasses with you. One, because eye protection is a must, especially in Texas. The sun is so intense right now. Protect your eyes. Like, you need them for the rest of your life. So protect them and put your sunglasses on. Plus, like, elevates your look. You know, it's like, who is she and who am I? That's on secret. I never tell. Oh, I literally loved that. That was, like, my motto walking down Speedway. At the University of Texas, there's, like, this main pedestrian street where all the students walk. And I would just, like, walk in the middle of Speedway with my big sunglasses on, my music. And I would just... Almost felt like I was strutting. Don't worry, I wasn't strutting. <laughs> it wasn't my runway, but I felt like unstoppable. I felt so confident and just like no one could disrupt me. I was in my mode. Next, we've kind of hinted at this before, but find a study buddy. It doesn't have to be someone who's in any of the same classes as you, same major, whatever, but just find a friend that you know that has similar academic goals as you. So if, you know, you're real, you listen to this podcast, you probably most likely, you know, have high academic aspirations. And so, you know, you want to meet those goals. And that means you have to put the hours in. So find a friend that has similar goals as you. So, you know, someone can keep you accountable or just someone to go to the library with and just make it more fun. Because if you know someone that has the same goals as you, it just will make it so much less of like a, a struggle on your end because they'll be like, okay, let's meet up at 9 a.m. tomorrow in the library. Oh, let's go get a coffee beforehand. And so it just makes it a little more fun. Yes, I agree. And I think also something that I really liked to do with my friends, especially senior year, was to go to a coffee shop and they would maybe be like three or four girls with me. We would get there early and be like, okay, we're all going to study, but we're studying different topics or whatever, but it was just like a group circular table and just felt like supported. You look over and your friends are studying like a complete other subject, but you just feel like, okay, like I'm not in it by myself. Like I'm it, we're in it together. 
And I think for me, I found an amazing group of three of my friends and I think some of them are listeners, so you know who you are. <laughs> we had the best time studying with each other. And the reason I loved, these were obviously my friends, but I also considered them to be my study study buddies, was because we were in there focused. We didn't talk about like, I don't know, like extraneous things. things when we were yeah. studying, right? When we were studying, we were actually focused. We would definitely take breaks. Oh, don't get me wrong. We would be like, oh, like snack break or walking break. But when we were studying, we were in our focus mode. And what I loved that we did is sometimes we would assign each other different sections. And then each of us would kind of lecture or become the expert on whatever section it was and teach the other ones. And that was so helpful, just becoming that expert. And then also listening to my my friends and kind of understanding it from their perspective. And sometimes it's easier to just like get in the role and the hang of it like that. Okay, final tip. Already go ahead and plan fun events, breaks, mini trips, whatever it is throughout the semester. For example, Labor Day is coming up. Well, already have your Labor Day plans planned or Thanksgiving plans or any long weekends. You know, figure out kind of what you want to do already and just have something either with family or friends that you have scheduled in. And the reason why is so that you have something to look forward to when the semester gets hard. So say you're studying for an exam and you just feel like you're not getting out. Like it's just all you can think about is school and you're just so overwhelmed. You know that, okay, in three weeks, I am doing, I'm going here. I'm going to this. I'm going to this concert, this Taylor Swift concert, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> you know, I'm going on a mini vacation. I'm going home. I'm, I had this full on a spa day coming up. Just something that you can, when it gets super hard, you're like, no, I know in in next week or in two weeks, I am doing this super fun thing. And so it just helps make it seem a little less overwhelming of school. I agree. I think that was super helpful for me all throughout my undergrad and, and high school as well. And now going forward into graduate school, I know I'm also going to make sure I prioritize the same things as well and put on my calendar things and I think definitely for me now that I will be an international student it's definitely going to be a highlight to come back home and I, I know I'm going to be so excited even though I'm so over the moon to be going away I know I will be excited to come back home too. yeah okay okay well we're not done with the episode yet because we're doing our uni bag essentials school bag essentials, whether it's a backpack, a tote, although I think for this semester, we'll see as the semester goes on, but I'm going to be a long champ girly and just bring my long champ with me around campus. So I'm going to say within my uni tote. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'll do the first few. Okay. Sunglasses. Like I said, a must. Second, lip balm, because you need hydrated lips. Third, laptop charger, obviously, but I know yeah. actually something I need to buy and I know you do too is a small laptop charger because the one I have has like the extension on it and Thanks. it's just too big to fit in my long chair. And it's heavy. It's so heavy. So I need to get a small one. Okay. Have snacks in your bag. Some snacks that I like bringing are those like mini pistachio bags. They're a good size and you can snack on them. They fit in easily in your bag. Okay. This sounds kind of weird, but like, like mini chicken jerky strips. They're actually like advertised for kids but 
like because like they're kid size, but they taste really good. The ingredients are super healthy. It's just like a little like the like a just great way to get some protein in the size is perfect because I feel like if it was a lot bigger, I'd get kind of sick of it. But the size is perfect. So that's a great option. Or like a protein bar. Just find one that you like the taste of it. You feel like the ingredients are pretty good because some of those protein bars, it's like they're not protein. They're just not that good. So make sure it's something that you know is going to keep you full and have good nutrients and all that good stuff. I agree. Okay, I'll do the next four. Also, going off of the chicken jerky and stuff, I used to be that girl when I was younger. I'd be like, oh, chicken jerky. Like, I don't know. Like, it seems a little gross. Oh, I love this chicken jerky. It's so good. It's like tastes like pizza. They have like a pizza flavor. I love it now. And so I, I'm a jerky lover now. <laughs> Anyways, okay. So next few things. One thing I love to have in my bag is a small little perfume. This is a small one. It's like the sample size. When I went to Joe Malone, I think it was maybe like a few months ago, and I bought something there, like a full-size something, I asked the lady if she could just throw in a bunch of sample size perfumes, and she threw in there maybe like 20 or maybe, I don't know, something, but I have a lot. I have a ton of those, and so I just like throw in like three little vials into my bag. always want to make sure I smell good. The second thing I also like to have in there is always hair ties or a hairpin or a hair clip. I feel like especially with long hair, you want to make sure that you tie it up. You get I, At least I get hot sometimes when I get stressed. Also, in the Texas heat or just anywhere, I feel like when you're first starting out school, it's really hot. So you need to always make sure you have that. The other thing that I absolutely love is blue light glasses. So to be honest, I had a pair of blue light glasses but I don't know, I they like bent somehow. I don't really know, but they're like kind of like lopsided on my face. So I wouldn't wear them for a long time. And I would get such a headache from my computer. So recently, earlier this week, actually, I bought a super cute pair of blue light glasses from Amazon. They're only like $15. They were Madison Avenue. And I think there's they're cute. I mean, Isabella, you're looking at me. What do you they're think? They're really cute. They're cute. I mean, they're fine. And I've been wearing them like the whole day today. And I've been on my computer the whole day. No headache. It's just so much better. So definitely, definitely recommend you need to make sure you have blue light glasses. Other thing, I always recommend having a small little deodorant inside of your bag. I don't know. I get really sweaty. Maybe it's just me, but I hate to feel like I'm sweating and like, you know, like that, like, I don't know. I just like to have that just in case. Um, and then the other thing is I love to have my little super goop sunscreen stick. I forgot what it's called, but I love it. It's such a small size and it's so easy to apply. You want to make sure that you're protecting your face from the harmful sun rays. We don't want wrinkles when we get older. Yes. So sunscreen is the answer. I recently got um like setting spray that has 20 SPF. Yes. Which is, I forgot which about it. Honestly, might be a better option than that little stick. I love this stick. But if you have like a little bit of makeup on, it can take the makeup off sometimes. It like depends. Like sometimes it gives like little highlight, but I've also had times where I guess I'll it put takes it on. off the makeup. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so the setting spray is a great option. And also, it kind of like mists your face and feels nice. So that's a good option. And then last but not least, hand sanitizer is always a good idea to have, especially if like you're going to eat a snack or eat lunch or something. You want to, you know, use hand sanitizer. Yes. And I recently went to Sephora, guys. 
and I got like the Touchland or Touchland hand sanitizer and I got like the vanilla honey one it smells so good it's also mm, so interesting cute. interesting now I know that you, you got one for yourself and did not get one for me well I have to be the test taker like I have to smell it and see if it like works good on me then you'll probably like it so okay okay well I have my work cut out for me because I need to get one too now this concludes the episode it was really good actually to review all these great tips that I'll be applying this week and all the weeks to come so yes. thank you and me for- too i'm getting inspired i'm getting motivated i'm gonna i think i'm gonna try to rewatch Gilmore girls and just like get even more inspired okay well i think that kind of wraps up our episode i hope that all of you enjoyed our tips and our advice and if you're listening and you're not a student i think all of these tips are just so good just to get back into the routine i feel like in the summer we're having fun and we're a little bit more low key and it's nice to get back into a schedule and yeah. So we'll be back next week for another fabulous episode and we have so many great episodes planned in store. So thank you again so much for listening to our podcast. It really means so much to us that we have people listening. We want this to be like a community environment. So thank you all. And I hope you have a fabulous week. Stay Simply Cosmopolitan.